The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live in studio. Demi Lachey here. By myself today in studio, Kwame Laster should be calling in on the lines here soon. If not, call in as well to join the show at 888-346-9144. Come join us each and every day, Monday through Friday, except Wednesdays. That's our off days, so we usually take a break. But today is Friday, Fantastic Friday. March Madness uh, picks up this Friday. Definitely, it definitely jumps off. I know some teams are already locked and loaded in the tournament play in the huge <laughs> March okay, Madness tournament play, but this weekend is the ultimate selection show uh, Sunday coming up after some of the bigger conferences finish out their conference tournament. So keep a lookout for that. Also, the Phoenix International Raceway uh, races this Sunday out here in the Valley. Uh, some big names will be hitting the track along with Kyle Busch with his suspension uplifting, and that's what's going on out here in the Valley. Kwame, welcome to the show. Fantastic Friday. Good to have you calling in. Demery on. You on? Yeah, we live, man. What's going on? There we are. Hello, <laughs> man. I'm in snowy Cleveland right now, man. Dougie B, you on there too, huh? I am, man. Hey. I, I, no, I hear about Cleveland it. Cleveland had to talk about uh, Kyrie Irving at some point. Y'all both said something at the same exact time. Well, guess who showed up? Dougie B. Oh, yeah. It's good to have Dougie B on there. All the way, all the way from the streets of Cleveland. That's where I want to be right now, especially with uh, Kyrie Irving, his outing he did last night. Ooh, fifty-seven points, man! It's it's snowy here in Cleveland, but it's hot too because of that game last night. Yeah, well, he did have a career night. Uh, big ups to him. I'm not going to take anything away, but the Spurs. I think, in my opinion, the Spurs kind of let that game go. Um, they kind of choked up at the end with. Kawhi Leonard missing those two free throws. If he would have just made one, it would have been ball game anyway. And Kyrie Irving wouldn't have had the chance to get over 50 points. Uh, but I'm not taking anything, no light away from him because they did outright win the ball game in overtime. Uh, it was a fantastic game. And, you know, they got the job done. LeBron got over that hump of beating the Spurs because I think he hasn't beaten them about three or four games in a row. And now – Getting this victory, I know that felt pretty good for him and the Cavs and definitely for Kyrie for last night. Oh, definitely, man. And, you know, that's the thing. It's it's coming up to we got a little bit of time left before the playoffs, you know, and you always got to wonder, are they starting to hold up a little bit because of the fact they don't want to start putting too much on their guys before the playoffs come? And you'll see a lot of coaches being, you know, they'll do that. Uh, but at the same time, it's, you still got to play out. You know, you, you don't have anything locked up yet, so. But, yeah, I mean, Kyrie's 
look at some of the games he scored this year, um, up in the 30 and the 40s. You know, it's definitely something where he's coming along, obviously overshadowed a little bit with LeBron, but he's coming into his own, and I'm excited to see him come through these next couple seasons, really see what he can do for this team. You know how they, he's going to help them along, because LeBron's not going to be here that much longer. So, Tyree, this is your chance to get all your work in now to leave this team when James says goodbye. So you don't think LeBron finished his whole career in Cleveland, the rest of his career? Oh yeah, but with him coming back, that's what I—that's what I at least what I think he's going to do, um, because there's no other reason to come back. But this is where he's from, he grew up here, he played here. Um, obviously, he did his little show that when he went to Miami. Um, but he's back now, and I think that's where he wants to finish his career here. Is, is here in his hometown. So I don't see him going anyplace else. I mean, hopefully. If he if he wins the championship, it's done deal. He'll retire here. Um, but if not, uh, there's still that possibility. Yeah, but at, at his age, I think he's gonna just call it quits and and you know let it go here, retire here, put his number up in the the queue, and uh, call it good. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think like you like what you were saying, Dougie B, heading into the playoff race, this is a huge victory more for Cleveland than a loss for San Antonio. I'm, I don't think San Antonio is really worried about this loss. I mean, it was a tough loss, tough game to lose, but it, it really didn't matter to them. Um, they've been hot this for this whole month of March thus far. They've been the team to beat, and you never can sleep on the San Antonio Spurs at all, uh, especially with this uh, around this time of the season. At the end of the season, this is when they start to turn around, turn up, and Tony Parker been playing lights out. And I mean, he had a great game last night as well. No, he could not stop Kyrie Irving, but – at the same time, I mean, he poured in 31 points and was doing everything he could for the Spurs. And, you know, he's been having his 30-ball games the last few uh, last few weeks, and especially, like I said, before this month. I mean, Tony Parker has been lighting up, and that's what you're used to seeing with the San Antonio Spurs. So, I mean, it was a huge – to me, it was a bigger win than a bigger loss. It was a bigger win for the Cavs than a bigger loss for the Spurs. You know they're going to bounce back. And I, I think, think – Uh-huh. As far as they stay right where they always are. Remember, for a month ago, we didn't talk about them. We wondered what what happened to them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and that and then they went on that run quietly. They went on that run. Mm-hmm. And 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 everything that you mentioned about uh, Tony Parker and the rest of the, uh, the the unit coming together and went on that run quietly. Mm-hmm. I think that that just uh, that in my opinion was that they was revamped them going forward into the playoffs. And I think they're going to be right there because they they'd be slotted in the seat where they can get past that first round. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they got these. Uh, and then when you talk about the Kyrie Irving, when you see that when you see him hit fifty seven, well, fifty seven points, career high. Mm-hmm. It, to, to me, it's just when you get in that zone, you're in that zone. And Kyrie don't know; he just shoot lights out, and he's not overshadowed. My from what my eyes, I don't think he's overshadowed by LeBron being there. I think. It's Kyrie Irving and LeBron. It's not LeBron then those guys, and then you, then we they added pieces uh, to that puzzle, which is, would make it a dynamic. Which I said they'll win next year, but I, who's to say they're not coming out of the East and going to compete against probably who who we talking about in the West or uh, Golden State or right or, or shoot okay the, the dangerous the, yeah OKC was a dangerous team because. If they can get in that eighth place, because I think the Pelicans is in that eighth spot right now. If they get in that eighth space, uh, place, they're the most dangerous team for the um, 
in my opinion, playing in that first round uh, or or the number one seed playing the eighth seed, they would be the most dangerous team other than the Pelicans, I think, because then you get KD back. Mm-hmm. But but what what Kyrie Irving did was he went seven for seven at the line. That was an outstanding night, twenty for thirty two at at the field goal percentages. He was in the zone. Yeah. And we're talking Cleveland. Do, do we see Cleveland getting to the Eastern Championship? Absolutely. Or are they going to get beat in that first or second round? No, they're going. Well, well Derek Rose coming back, but I don't know how efficient he's going to be. And no. uh, because I still, I still like Chicago as far as the defense, but we never we because it's not sexy enough. We do not talk about the Atlantic Hawks. Those guys are playing ball over there. They are. And and in the seven games, uh, what is it? Seven, yeah, seven games. Cleveland, might have, Cleveland will have their hands full, and so will Atlanta. But the team that's coming out of that game, I believe, is going to be the going to represent the East. And the East team I see is Indiana. I know you're going to love this, Denver. That, that's my sleeper pick for Indiana or for the Eastern Conference. That ain't Indiana. no sleep. You you no, you ain't got to sleep on that. that that's a that's smart choice. That's, that's my sleeper pick. That's a smart choice. There ain't no sleeper. Sleeper is like no, Milwaukee. Nightquill and everything else. That that's like Milwaukee's a sleeper. Okay, I can give you that one. Indiana ain't no surprise. They've been in the playoffs the last few years. They got the same core group of team back. They missing their superstar yet, but he's on his way back from recovery. They ain't no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's no surprise at all. Surprise that says sleeper. Man, that guy, that guy, <laughs> too much in his coffin. That ain't no surprise at all. I mean, if, if Atlanta, you, like you mentioned, Atlanta, yeah, they're they're a hot team during the season, but they don't have that superstar. I think that can push them in the playoffs. They're going to have the home court advantage, which is well needed in Atlanta. You don't need a superstar when you got five. Uh, when you got eight guys playing. Together, you do When it comes down to games against Chicago and Cleveland, if if it perhaps come down to it, you're going to need a, that that star to step up. I don't. I just don't see it in Atlanta just yet. Yeah, they have a great core group of team, but when you go against a guy like LeBron, I mean, he he could damage that team up. He he can go through basketball teams a symbol like that besides the Spurs. And he can do that for four games. Yes, I've seen it done. I seen him. I well, see, I've seen it done too when LeBron was LeBron. LeBron is still, he's still arguably the best player in the, in the world. Yeah. But I'm talking about he can't beat 18 by himself. That's why he nope. left. Um, I've seen that's it. Why he left Cleveland. I've seen it done. He's done it before in Cleveland. He's done it in Miami. That's yeah, but why when he, he tries to do that, that's to usually when the Cavaliers will lose because he tries to take too much and not get his team involved. And we've seen it all year during the season. Yeah, well, this is a whole new Cleveland team, especially the way with Kyrie playing the way he did last night. He ain't got to score 50 points or 40 points or any of that. But he just needs to score 20, 25 points and right. drop, drop double-digit dives, and he's, he should stay straight. Right, and to go back to what Doug had mentioned, you know, does do I see Cleveland or do we see Cleveland winning the Eastern Conference? I do. And the only thing that's going to hold him back is that guy number zero who playing like a zero in Kevin Love. If he doesn't step up to the part in the playoffs, because you look back at the team with Miami, with their big three. I mean, D-Wade and LeBron, yeah, they did most of the scoring, but Bosh, at least he was a presence. He was there. You had to look out for him. Teams are not even looking out for Kevin Love. Like, they're really not worried about him at all. Kevin Love, when he was with, before he came there, he was the focal point to that team. He was scored, and he should have scored because he was the guy. He was probably the only guy. What was he in Minnesota? Yeah, he was uh, a Timberwolf. Yeah, but he, but now he playing with some star power. When you the only show in town, when you the only guy, or, or for the only show in town, one of the few shows in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better score with and do what you're supposed to do. But now he is in 
he's in a bigger market. He's with bigger stars. Even if LeBron won't jail, Kyrie is bigger than him. Kyrie does most of that thing. Oh, just as big as he was when he was in Minnesota. Now he got to rise to that type of pressure or any pressure at all, but that occasion to be, to fit in and still, if he's still Kevin Love, the same Kevin Love that was in Minnesota, mm-hmm. if he was that guy, Cleveland would be outright. They would, we'd be talking about they're going to be world champions this year. Yeah, Not but, coming out of the East, but the champions over everything. Well, that's a big if. Say it again. That's a big if. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If he was that guy, but when when another grown man got to send texts out to you and he's in the locker room <laughs> with you, but that text company, he got to send a text to the media to put you on blast and all that. Another grown, grown man got to do that. First of all, no man should have to, should have to get another man to do what he was supposed to do. And if you're a man, go to his face and say it, LeBron James. Go, you don't have to send a text out talking about be who you are, do what you do, or stop trying to fit in and uh, fit out, fit in. That nonsense. Just go to Kevin Love and say, so you need to be the Kevin Love in Minnesota. You got that. It's not enough basketball for Kevin Love to LeBron James and, and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving gets the ball. He, he controls the ball. Then you decide to do it, in my opinion, if I'm coaching that team. Yeah, LeBron true that. LeBron get his. True that. But, you know, maybe maybe Kevin, maybe Kevin Love is on that level of, you know what, I'm not going to waste my time and have conversation with you. I'm just text you or tweet at you. 888-346-9144. We're about to take a quick break. Coming after break, we're going to talk more NBA playoffs. The NBA playoff race is tightening up. Also, MVP race in the NBA. NCAA basketball tournament coming up. This selection committee coming up Sunday. Also, some NFL talk. DeMarco Murray finally found a home. Kwame Laster Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Live in studio, Demi Lachey. We got Kwame Lasseter. On the lines, along with Dougie P, Dougie B, joining in all the way from Cleveland, Ohio. Where it looks and I like wish I was in the studio right now listening to that Fireball song, man. You wish? Oh, man. 
You could, you could always <laughs> turn it on in the car. You could turn it on in the car. You got an iPod. That's okay. Hey, he's taking one while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> 888-346-9144 to call in and join the show. Before the break, we were talking about Kyrie's madhouse game last night, uh, having a career night of 57 points, even though he had another career night before in this season, uh, a game of 55 points where he did not miss a three-point shot, same deal as he did last night. But going on to close out on this game, as – as of the game last night, do you feel like Cleveland actually won that game or did San Antonio really choke and Kyrie, uh, I'm sorry, Kawhi Leonard missing those free throws? Because that's what I see. And that's how my opinion is. I think San Antonio Spurs choked at the end. And, you know, Kawhi Leonard, he's known to miss some free throws at the end of a ball game against a LeBron James team. Yeah, but you guys, even if they choke, they're going to choke against that team. So did Cleveland still win regardless? Yeah. Now, they might not have outplayed. San Antonio, but if you're going to choke, you're going to choke because just the atmosphere that Cleveland brought to you, just overall, uh, I can't think of what I'm trying to say right now, but no, Cleveland still won the game regardless, and uh, fourth quarter comes down to it, that's when you're going to either win the game or lose the game, depending on how, how you ball out that last 12 minutes, and I think Cleveland came out, especially with Kyrie scoring those points, and just did it into San Antonio the last few minutes. And they got in the head, and he missed the free throws. Hmm. I don't know, Cleveland, Cleveland and LeBron, they always get up for those type of games. You remember, um, you know, they, we wouldn't talk about Cleveland as much, but, you know, they were they still relevant. Mm-hmm. But when they had to play Golden State, and they were talking about the MVP race, mm-hmm. and who was the MVP, and, you know, LeBron is a superstar, so he's somewhat jealous, he's somewhat um, spoiled. Why are we not talking about, and in LeBron's case, I've been thinking, why are you not talking about me? I heard Hardy and I heard, I heard uh, Westbrook. Why are you not talking about me? So he gets a wanna, and everybody knows mm-hmm. you want to beat the you want to beat the reigning champion. You have to get up for that. I think everybody's. Mhm. So uh, uh, we might see you again, and I did put something in your head that says, "Look, we beat you once, we can do it." But we know when. Uh, when the uh, San Antonio Spurs come to town, mm-hmm. they are more efficient team during playoff time. Why not see it more consistently? That's all I'm all I'm thinking about is the consistent play. Why only get up for certain teams when – why not make it more consistent? That way you don't have to worry about, oh, hey, y'all better bring our A game tonight or – That's why Atlanta going to beat them. No. But that's, that's professional sports in general, even college sports in general. And you usually you'll play to your opponent. So if you know you've got that number one, number two seed coming in, you're going to play because you want to outbeat them. You want to show everybody that we belong. And then you're playing that that 3-1, you know, 3-1 team. You're not going to go out there and play, you know, balls out because you don't have to. That's just, that's sports in general. Hmm. I I don't see a a Kobe Bryant doing that. To me, when you look at guys like Kobe Bryant and Jordan, and and there's plenty more, I don't care what level of play you are. I'm coming out there to destroy you. Uh, and, and you're right, it happens all through on every level. You figure, like, we should blow this team away, and then it, it ended up being a close game. You end up winning by five. You end up winning by three points in a football game or one point in a football game. You end up going into overtime in a basketball game because you should have blew the team away anyway. And uh, guys like Kobe and Jordan, they don't take those type of chances because anybody can beat you. It's like boxing. We, we, we talk about mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao. And and 
we love and hate for for a whole lot of reasons don't have anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. We we want to we want to love guys. We want to hate guys, or we want to love to hate guys. But in boxing, you got a boxer's chance. Anybody going that ring, you got a chance uh, to win. Mm-hmm. But you got to get up, stay up for your opponent, because that's the reason why you train uh, as much as you do to get ready for games where you have to pull out. But when you get that dog in you, like a like a Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, you don't care who the opponent is. They could be a high school team, and you trying to humiliate them. You trying to kill them, attack right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I mean, with that. With, uh, with Michael, I agree 100 percent all day long with you with Michael. But Kobe, I've seen I've seen Kobe go out there against the uh, team that they should easily just work over. And Kobe's just out there, kind of mowing around, just doing his thing. It's more like practice drill. So it's not because he's not even consistent every game, going out there trying to put the hurt on these teams. Jordan, yeah, I, I love that, that in Jordan every game, but not not Kobe. Yeah, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say Kobe not take it serious, but you know <laughs> that might be a game I just didn't see. <laughs> anyway. no, for real, yeah, yeah. Yep. I've seen hey, I've seen Kobe put it on women though. Dang, you got to knock Kobe that that bad again, man. I thought we was over there. That was like 10, 15 years ago. So moving into the like the playoff race, I mean, it's it's getting up kind of tight in the NBA. Uh, the biggest surprise team that I've seen thus far is the New Orleans Pelicans. And Anthony Davis really trying to lead that charge. And, you know, his name isn't really mentioned in the uh, in the MVP race so much because of the injuries, because of how much time he missed um, because of injury this season. But I think you got to give him some respect and along with the New Orleans Pelicans because I remember earlier this this uh, year, uh, or actually last year, we talked about before the season, me and Kwame, we were talking about teams to look out for. You know, he mentioned Anthony Davis, but – you know, also oh, during the, exactly. yeah, you That's mentioned AD. That was one thing on the record that you you know made sense about. But mm-hmm. I, I also told you look out for the whole Pelicans organization organization to begin with because I told I told everyone that they may jump into the playoffs this season. And now look at them; they're having a winning season because they've been so close the last few years due to you know a couple injuries here and there but now they're all healthy they have that core group of team back they traded Austin Rivers to get him out the way cuz he was still in minutes and now you know now you now you in the playoff race you jumped Oklahoma City you jumped Phoenix and you know they're the hot, one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs they're on a three game win streak right now been 8 and 2 their last 10 games i mean they, you, do you really think they can make some noise they're going to have a lot of energy going against probably OKC at the number 1 spot they're going to make a lot of noise, or even if they can jump Dallas at the – well, they probably can't catch Dallas. They're about five games out. But I think they can make some noise for New Orleans. They have nothing to lose, and they're finally in the mix, and Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind. I, I think they can make some noise. Right, but because I like the team, because I like the Pelicans, if they don't make the playoffs this year, all those, I think they have the eighth spot. If they don't make the playoffs, that just put more drive in that team. And now – what you said about them last year, the team itself, what you said about them last year, it magnified 10 times for going into next season because they said, well, we had it and we lost it. Now you figure out. This is what teams, when you see that change or that crossover mm-hmm. or a guy become, going from good to great, a team becoming good to great, and they understand now. Damn, we lost the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. We had it at eight. Now we learn from that. Now let's be a better team. And then we see them 
next year, not just in the eighth spot, but maybe probably uh, in that sixth or, six or fifth spot, mm-hmm. when you add more pieces. You add more pieces to that Pelicans team because of the adversity that they might go through this year or have been through this year with that team. Mm-hmm. And I think so they, 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 they 30, I mean, they 36 uh, and 29. I mean, that's, again, we're talking about, what's that thing? That's Southwest, uh, you know, that's the West. 36 to 9, you like to see those teams around, at least right at this point, have like 40, 40 something wins. Right, right. And I think they're going to make some noise. Uh, I think they're just one star away from jumping yeah, into that 5 6, you know, playoff seed. And, it, you know, they can always knock on the door of Roger Rondo because he's making. A lot of you know, a lot of people upset in Dallas, and not only the fans, but the players, the locker room. He's not happy in Dallas himself, and they have been right. falling down. So, you know, New Orleans. I think is New Orleans a big market? Can they compete and try to get a Rajon Rondo? That's tough to say, or even any star. You know, that that's tough to bring in to uh, a market like New Orleans compared to what you got to go against in Dallas and L.A. Both teams in L.A. and Houston. You know, that's that's kind of tough, but. A lot of guys, I'm telling you right now, are turning their heads and looking at Anthony Davis, loving to play with that guy. I mean, he's one outside guard player away, you know. I mean, they have Drew Holiday down there, but it's some other guys that caught up to Drew Holiday in the last few seasons, especially out there in the West, that, you know, they're, they're one or two players away to help Anthony Davis. And I think a lot of guys are about to start turning his way and looking at him I'm like, hey. Tariq Evans down there, too, but Anthony yeah. Davis needs yeah, to team in Leads team in rebounds, uh, and I agree with you. They are one star away, and I don't think mm-hmm. that star is uh, uh, Rajon. He he's a headache in itself. Yeah. He's not, he thinks he's better than what he really is, and he's good. If you just run the point and do that, I think more teams he'll make more teams better. But he's trying to do the whole thing. He's trying to run the whole show. Mm-hmm. Which which at a point guard, what you what you expect? Right, right. You expect your point guard to run the show. Yeah. You know. But yeah, you well, with Rondo going down there, you know, leave Dallas and go to New Orleans, he, he can kind of be that guy in there. I mean, you still got Dave, but those two playing together, yeah. uh, that's a, I, I mean, I'm looking at that would be the star that you need to push you into that fifth and sixth seed next season. Yeah, I mean, it's just all ifs, ands, and buts, but um, right. yeah, they they to me, they're about one, two superstars, a star away. So, you know, look out for the I, – I hope that they finish off making the playoffs this season because they really deserve it. I want to see Anthony Davis in the playoffs because you got to take your game to a whole nother level than the regular season, which I've seen Westbrook and Kevin Durant already do. They're in the ninth seed half a game behind, and KD's supposed to come back in one or two weeks, which, you know, I think that's a slap to the face to the OKC organization because – I think he's really preparing himself to move on from Oklahoma City. I think Kevin Durant is actually with him trying to come back in less than two weeks. I think he he's ready to move on. Opposed to OKC. Yeah, I think his time is coming to an end. I think he really is ready to move on. Otherwise, you know, he'll set this out and be like, you know, I got a whole career. I got, I got, I got the rest of my time to come back to Oklahoma City to give them what they need. He's ready just what to finish up. What, what, what does that do to Oklahoma City? Uh, as a franchise, if they don't make the playoffs, and I know, and we right. all know that they've had injuries uh, from start to finish. But I, I, you know, I ask you guys, what do you think that does to the franchise who's supposed to be, who's been built to win a championship? They was built to win a championship, and they got all the pieces in place, 
uh, if you ask me, to do so. But what does that do mm-hmm. for a franchise? Okay, we know they had the injuries, but not making the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Well, you trade away what Reggie Jackson? You are you trade away the point guard Jackson? You have Russell Westbrook dealing with injury. Kevin Durant, your two biggest superstars. And if they don't make the playoffs, I mean, these guys have been at the knocking at the door for several years now. It's going. It's a time and you know it's it's around that time where you're gonna start thinking, man, I need to I need to change something. I need to either get out of here or. You know, because Kevin Durant, he's really not happy because the public outcry has been knocking him last year but calling him Mr. Unreliable. You remember they were talking about, was it a trade or was it the talk more so should we give him this contract? It was some nonsense mm-hmm. two years ago before he signed that big deal. Mm-hmm. Or oh, maybe the deal was, I'm sorry, maybe that deal was with us, his shoe company. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about uh, his free agency, that's what it was. That was his free agency. Uh, yeah. Was he going to go somewhere else? At the end of the 2016 season, he'll be a free agent. Let him go and start building with some of these rookies. You got Westbrook on the team. Woo. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're obviously doing it right now without KD in the lineup anyway. So, right. it's not going to be – well, it's going to be a loss regardless, but it's not going to be detrimental because look what they're doing without him. So, Absolutely. pick up some of these rookies that are coming up. Maybe look at the D-League. Bring some extra guys and keep Westbrook, and you'll be all right next year. Absolutely. 888-346-9144. We're going to take another quick break. After the break, some NFL free agency talk. And also, the NCAA tournament is ready to kick off, jump off this weekend. You listen to Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. I look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's come on. Let's play Drug Code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Uh, we're going to play some porno music or not, and this is the game that we play that you're going to hear some music, and it's either from a porno or it's not. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell did they know that I got gas? Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank God it's... Friday! Friday! 888-346-9144. We back Friday. Fantastic Friday. Jeremy Lachey in studio, Kwame Lasseter, Dougie B here on the lines. Moving into this whole free agency frenzy that's been going on this last few weeks has stopped the press and caught the world by storm. So many moves, biggest names, uh, actually the biggest name has finally landed 
his ego and has joined the Philadelphia Eagles. Their backfield. What's that? Was that the biggest free agency this year? I think he was the biggest free agent. I think he, yes. Because, like you were stating yesterday, as of, well, yeah, as of, since free agent jumped off, DeMarco Murray was the number one guy because he led the league in, in rushing. Um, he had an outstanding year. And because it was Dallas. Because he was in Dallas, because he had a star on his head. Yes, he was the biggest talk of free agency. And he's finally landed, uh, took his talents to the brotherly love of the city of Philadelphia. And not only that, with that, he'll be sharing the backfield with Ryan Matthews, who's coming from the San Diego Chargers, who I still think he still has his juice. He still is in his prime um, of running the ball in the backfield. And then... And also as Darren Sproles, who's already been there for a year now, so it's kind of congested. Might be, well, well, he might be, uh, they might be just using him on special teams. <laughs> if not that, if not that, then, then you know the trade, the trade talks will be picking up, especially around draft time. You now you got some running backs to trade instead of Nick Foles, and you know they're already getting phone calls about Sam Bradford. They some teams are ready to trade away their first round picks. Some rumors I'm for Sam you, Bradford they're going after Mariota. I mean, Chip Kelly has knocked that nonsense down. He said, you know, he's really not buying it, but you know, coaches uh, talk. Chip and Kelly don't get married. Would you make the move? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I agree. I think he gonna get him because he because he might slip into that that tenth or twelfth spot, and that's perfect. Going from twenty to two or twenty to five is a huge jump. And like he said, the only one thing I believe don't mortgage your whole team from going from twenty to two. But if, if Mariota, who everyone's having concern about being under the center, where in Chip Kelly offense you ain't under the center, you're not under the center. Mm-hmm. You you in that midpoint of more of a high percentage of time than you are under the center. But then if he if Chip if uh, Mariota jumps to uh, I mean drops to ten or twelve, oh it's Philadelphia Eagles will grab him quick. Mm-hmm. They're they're trade Sam Bradford. I think he lied when he said somebody offered him a first round. Why would you offer a first round? Pick for Sam Bradford and the, the team that's on the rise, in my opinion, St. Louis uh, Rams, who who will dominate the NFC West this year. They, they got rid of them, and mm-hmm. if you're trying to be yeah. successful in your franchise organization, you don't get rid of a quarterback who's first round talent. Mm-hmm. But it was something about him. Well, maybe it's the two ACLs back to back. It's something about him that uh, St. Louis uh, Fisher. Didn't want they moving forward with the guys they have, and I think uh, Chip lied about somebody offering him a first round pick for for, for uh, the quarterback Sam Bradford. I don't believe that at all. But it, it, maybe they got Sam Bradford to for some leverage and some draft picks so they could get Mariota, who's going to drop. Mm-hmm. They hoping he drops so that he can get him. Yeah. Oh yeah, they and you know, I, go ahead, Doug. I'll say a a, a stat about Marco. <laughs> He's the only player in NFL history that went out and led the league in rushing and played for a different team than the year following. Mm-hmm. He's a second. He's a second guy. Who was that did it before? He had six hundred. Oh, uh, I think he was the first. Huh? Well, the research that because I thought he was the first. Yeah, no, he's the second guy. Um, you you said Demarco was the second guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. was, but I but mean, another guy did it leading the league with six hundred some yards. Right. And I remember yesterday, Kwame, you mentioned why in the world Dallas would not sign this guy back. you never seen it happen since the first guy I've done it, which was a long time ago. But since 
we've been watching football or been in the modern day era of football, that doesn't happen. You don't you do not sign back your NFL leading rusher back to your team. That does you know, you have to, that's given. But Dallas <laughs> ready to move on. They signed Darren McFadden, which came out of nowhere. But that obviously ain't no, that ain't no but DeMarco Murray. You think so? But cheap. But cheap, uh, uh Okay, okay. So he a poor man's DeMarco Murray. That's what you, yeah, Darren McFadden. Because he, he runs straight up, he's going to hit the hole. They look, they kind of run similar. Uh, but Dallas thought, Dallas put more stock in the offensive line than the, than the uh, running back position. Absolutely. And, and, I go back to, and I go back to this. Before you can do anything, you have to run the football. And now we're talking about Tony Romo having one of his best years last year. As a quarterback, more productive. He's always had great numbers but as far as productivity. And this team being twelve and four, I think it was, and getting to the, getting to the playoffs where they were, they should have went further. But mm-hmm. it starts with the running game. But you don't want to put a premium on having good running backs. And when we talked yesterday, you have to have two decent running backs, decent as far as one go down. We at least got one. We can get through this game with one. Mm-hmm. And the Dallas Cowboys put more stock and premium on offensive line, and they should because when Emmitt was there, they had an offensive line that nobody could stop. When the, when uh, Terrell Davis, not Terrell Davis, but uh, uh, Davis was in um and the uh, uh, Denver Broncos, it was he was good, but it was their offensive line with the stretch play, and he had great vision as far as the cutback. You start that with a running game and having it and having an offensive line, but when you put too much stock and say this is solely because of this position or solely because of this position, that's when you alienate that off that unit, the unit being the offense or that unit could be the defense. Mm-hmm. But they should have signed that guy back. That was just to me, it was just disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, that just does not happen where you do not sign a guy back. But you know, yesterday I'd say it like. I understand why Dallas is ready to move on because they believe in that O line way too much. They, I mean, and, and they show up for it. It's not like these guys are no no slouches. You know, these are all pro offensive linemen. So, like I was saying, I mean, I think you could put any back in that backfield. Darren McFadden, I don't know, he's a little beat up. But do you all see that? Do you feel like the Dallas Cowboys have gotten better just on paper on roster? You think they're they've gotten better than what they had before with Demarco Murray and some of the other guys that they lost, some of the other pieces that they lost. Do you feel no. like Dallas has gotten better? No, I don't agree. I don't think so. They downgraded. They downgraded. Okay. They put I more. I don't think McFadden's going to produce the numbers and be the guy that Demarco Murray was last year. So now you've got to bring the ball back into Romo's hands. We all know what happens when Romo puts you know the game in his hands. He likes to just. Throw it away, and so no, I don't think they're going to be. I think Dallas is going to be a nine to ten win team next year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think uh, Philadelphia because they. I don't see. I'm worried about Philadelphia now because but here's the whole, what Dallas did. Go ahead. They signed right. They signed right time. We talked about the offensive line. How stud they are. They signed Doug Free to a three year deal. Yeah, right tackle. Mm-hmm. They bought in a receiver. Who, who was it? Uh, uh, Cole. Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. They signed him. I don't even know where he come from, but he obviously <laughs> got a, a significant amount of money. And then they franchise Dad's Bryant. Now the franchise, that's that's what it is. He he got he won't get a lot of money. He's just not gonna get a upfront money. But mm-hmm. that's all for, for Dad's Bryant. If they lose three games, you will see that franchise backfire on them. But I think they will restructure that franchise or turn it up. 
they'll tear that up and get him a long-term deal during the season. And, and on the defensive side of the ball, they got uh, Keith Rivers for a year, mm-hmm. linebacker. And then they have to compete. I still think they, they at a coming on the NFC East, it will be Dallas. It will you, be Dallas. You still, because, you still believe Dallas is still going to top off the NFC East? Um, no, come on. I, 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 yeah, I think that, if not Dallas, it will be uh, Washington. No, heck no. <laughs> New York, New York. Don't sleep on New York. What Coffin just do? He got he signed another. He signed, a, he signed a one-year deal. They, one they extended his. Oh yeah, just extended 16. him. Yeah, extended him one year. Coffin likes to play like that. He plays behind the eight ball, and he comes up. I mean, he has some of the worst teams, and that worst team goes to the Super Bowl and they win. Just happened to beat the Patriots twice. Yeah. So no, nothing with Washington. I think Washington. They just signed a. Uh, what did they sign? A D lineman. They made some. They've been making yeah, some moves as well. Washington, I think they're going to be the sleeper of the NFC next year. Yeah, Stephon or Stephen P. Hey, pay up. Uh, now Paul, tight end. Mm-hmm. Ricky uh, John Francisco, Francosis. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's our two defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Washington. I mean, they beefing up their defense for sure. Um, but I, I think. On paper, right now, it has to be the Eagles, especially with Demarco Murray coming in. Yeah, you you lose Jeremy Mackley, use a lot of receivers, but if they pick up Mariota in this draft, um, I think they will be fine. I think Mariota could come in from day one, play in the system that he grew up in and mastermind. In Washington? No, in Philadelphia. Oh, Philly. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what's gonna happen. So I think you know I think they will be the front runners. I mean, I honestly I, I'm still a huge Sam Bradford fan. Him and Demarco Murray they played together at OU at Oklahoma. So you know that's some familiarity back there in that backfield. You can trust that. Um, they won a lot of ball games at Oklahoma. So if you can translate that same relationship into the NFL game, I mean that's going to be hard to beat. It's going to be hard to take these take those guys out. But. Yeah, right, so, really quick before we go on, uh, I've got to get out of here, guys, but I will try to get you a call in on Monday so we can talk some more. All right. What did he say about ASU? <laughs> What's that? What did you say about ASU? When, Monday? Oh, no, I don't know. What, what did you just say? No, I've, I've got to take off right now, but I'll be calling back in on Monday. Oh. I'll just try to. So All I right. didn't want to hang up without saying <laughs> Dougie B, we'll see you Monday. Get out uh, of here, yeah, man. Go enjoy go enjoy that beautiful weather in Cleveland. Oh, for sure. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys. Get All out right. of here. Thanks, Dougie B, for calling in. We got a minute before break. And, you know, coming up after the break, I want to discuss, Kwame, I know me and you touched on this yesterday, some of the biggest winners, losers, disappointments in the free agency frenzy. I don't know if teams are trying to prepare themselves with the draft especially in the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I hope, you know, I don't get banned from any games or even going to the facilities, but... Arizona didn't do anything, neither. They haven't done a, 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 nothing, nada. And it's a huge... I think they're my number one disappointment. I don't know it's because I'm I'm living here right now because I'm enjoying the weather. Maybe they are... They, maybe they're enjoying this weather too much as well. They picked up that offensive guard, which, you know, Doug mentioned that they need to touch on the offensive, uh, offensive line, but... In my eyes, I'm like, they're fine up front. They're, they're okay. 
they did get a little bit better up front. But what about what's going on behind the whole line? Let's let's look at that part of the game. Also, you lose, um, what Antonio Cromartie led your team in interceptions. Uh, Larry Foots, you don't know you don't know if he's coming back or not, but he's getting up there in the age. Uh, like you said before, you lose a guy, a leader in Darnell Dockett on the defensive end. It's a big disappointment. It's a big, huge disappointment right now. We got a few seconds left before break. So coming up after the break, we're definitely going to start off discussing some winners and losers from free agency. You listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Welcome back. Welcome back to the last segment. Friday, fantastic Friday. Don't fireball today. Oh, it feels good to be Friday. I can't wait. It's a huge weekend. Uh, Kwame, I know you got a huge weekend in front of you. Um... Because you mentioned you may be taking that trip to L.A. or not this weekend. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it, man. KJ got a game, but I'm so I might drive up there. Uh, right. I really don't want to drive. I five hours sitting in the car. <laughs> and it's L.A. and it's a weekend. That's, yeah, that L.A. traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's rush hour traffic every day. Yeah, absolutely. Also, um, planning the huge draft day party. What is yeah, coming at you East April Boston 30th? Yeah, Coach and Willie's. Yeah, Coach and Willie's East Boston Street, first Boston. Yeah, Street, right. One East, one East, one East Boston Street. Gotcha, gotcha. Make sure you all come out April 30th. Uh, we, we will be live. Uh, we'll be around that unit. Kwame definitely throwing it with friends. Um, hopefully he can get that MC spot in there. <clears throat> but the MC, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Moving on, man. We were talking about some disappointments and, you know, who's making big splashes, big moves. Earlier this morning, Nick Fairley signed a one-year deal to compete and to play for the St. Louis Rams coming out to the NFC West. The NFC West just keeps getting better and better, uh, especially on the defensive end. Uh, besides San Francisco, I think they made a 
they had a few disappointments with, uh, you know, Patrick Willis retiring and Justin Smith. And then, yeah, so San Francisco, I think they've taken a step back. But everyone else has taken a step forward. Well, besides that team, uh, Arizona Cardinals as well. But, you know, Nick Fairley joining the Rams. They You mentioned before on the show today how they've gotten better. You have Nick Fairley now on the D-line with Robert Quinn on the end, Chris Long on the end. Aaron McDonald, who's an all-pro and still has many years of football in front of him, along with Michael Brockers and, like I said, Nick Fairley. So that defensive line is about to, it's, it's going to be disgusting this season. They're going to be fighting for playing time. But like you said, on that D-line, you need a great rotation, kind of like how the Giants, I refer this back to the Giants when they had their Super Bowl run. I mean, they had a superstar behind superstar. And, you know, you, you didn't have a playoff as an O-lineman because another fresh guy was coming in. And that's the same idea I see with the Rams, what they put together, what, you know, Jeff Fisher has brought along. I wish he put some more effort into that offensive end, but I think his defense is set now. Oh, yeah. Jeff Fisher, man, when we saw him um, in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. he's a great defensive mind. Uh, Whether he's a head coach or not, but he's a great defensive mind. Uh, When we watched these guys put pieces together last year, and right. go out there and play defensively, and we say, well, they had a quarterback. They might, and the quarterback didn't play bad uh, last year. Well, people always look for that star name, like a Sam Bradford, and mm-hmm. he's not a star name, but he was the guy that you continue to talk about uh, coming out of Oklahoma, the, the guy who who interviewed well, who, who's who's smart. But all that had nothing to do with, with the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, uh, St. Louis Rams' success because he wasn't on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we look for that star name to have our at our quarterback position, and rather than somebody who can just get the job done. Now defensively, we watch these guys call havoc on uh, against all offenses, and and mainly offenses in the NFC West, where arguably they may be the team to watch this year. They definitely the team to watch, but they may be the team to come out of that first out of the NFC West. And we and this is the same conference where the Seattle Seahawks are in. Right. Who, who's did, who, who's upgraded their offensive position with the tight end spot, uh, from the tight end spot, mm-hmm. but they've also signed their cornerbacks back. Yeah, and not only that, they picked up a great one in Kerry Williams. I think I, I'm a Kerry I'm Williams fan. I mean, he, he's he been known uh, publicly to get beat a lot on some double moves, but at the same time, I mean, people really don't don't see that heart that he plays with. Like, Kerry Williams bring his A game, you know, every just in and out of every week, so... I think yeah, they didn't Kerry lose talks, anything. He, he talks too much. Yeah, but he does. You're right. You're right. He he backs it up, and he's willing to take those chances, but he is that corner you want. He's that one to say, all right, you got me on this one. I'm going to jump another one. Right. Exactly. So, you you know, you want a guy like that compared to, you know, someone like uh, your boy Patrick Peterson. But, mm. <laughs> but, I mean, going on with the Cardinals, man, you know, I thought this was the year – Carson Palmer restructuring the contract. You got the top running backs in the game, free agent-wise. I thought they were going to get hungry, and, you know, they got the money. Why not spend it in free agency? I thought, you know, they were going to be really aggressive coming up to, with this offseason. You know, you lose that contract from Ted again. I know he came in and stole some money as well, but you got some yeah, money on that offensive end. Quick. Yeah, absolutely. And then you don't sign Darnell Dockett back and – you know, you got some money freed up still on the defensive end as well. I mean, yeah, you gave Larry Fitzgerald $11 million a year, which, you know, I'm still contemplating about that. But so many people are making noise about the Eagles. You know, what are they going to do? What's Chip Kelly doing? 
But my thing is, what's going on in Arizona? What's going on out here? I mean, it's no, you know, nobody has came in on the defensive end that they signed. You lose Cromartie, you lose Darnell Dockett, you know, uh, offensive end. You don't have a running back just yet that can help Andre Ellington push his game to the next level. I mean, they're they're losing out on guys. They're striking out. Guys are actually signing left and right now. Because they're trying to get them in that second wave of uh, free agency. Uh, they, they they don't want to pay for anybody. And who, who, they gave um, Mike uh, Lapati five years, forty million dollars. Right, open, and offensive lineman. And yeah, mm-hmm. and that and that's the only offensive lineman that they, you know, so far that they they made a splash for. Other than that, it was Sean Witherspoon who they still in for one year. This guy's good. He is good. Mm-hmm. He pushing the mindset of Daryl Washington, uh, Sean Witherspoon. They still in him for one year. I think he was in Washington last year, a linebacker. And then they got three defensive ends because of the absence of. I mean, you got to be able to stop the run, and they've done that. They they it was the number one run stopping team in the league. They got mm-hmm. Lamar Woodley putting them at the end. They have a uh, Corey Peterson. They signed him to a three year, ten point five million dollar deal, and then they signed Corey Reddy, another defensive end, to a two year deal. Mm-hmm. So all they did was uh, on defense, and I didn't think defense was the problem. And and you made a comment early in the show that. You know, they, they put all this money aside, and they restructured some deals. Even Carson Palmer restructured his deal that he signed last year. Right, just and a year ago. he just signed mm-hmm. last year. It was a, was a two-year, $50 million or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they, they restructured that. And so maybe they're going to make a splash because that's what, the, you know, that's what the products do. They like to make a splash and say, oh, you thought we wasn't going to be here. This is who we got. Right. Maybe that's some – I mean, they signed a running back. So I don't even think they need a running back now unless you get one out of the draft. Because mm-hmm. they are some good ones in the draft, as you continue to say. They are some good ones in the draft. But if you're not, you don't have to go get that big-name guy. But if, if it's a big-name guy, it has to be Adrian Peterson. Yeah, now I think it really comes down to Adrian Peterson because, you know, with DeMarco Murray going, they had a shot at Frank Gore, which Indianapolis, I think they became strong aggressive from day one. But Arizona, you know, I like them picking up Corey Redding um, from Indianapolis, that he's a he's a great defensive tackle that can you can move around uh, Calais Campbell now much more. Now you got someone in the middle you can trust, and yeah, uh, you know that defensive front because you, you got a whole new defensive structure now as well. I mean, you're probably gonna run the same formations, but you're gonna have a different voice leading that defensive side. So, um, uh, they let uh, matter of, and also on another note, real quick, they let Lyle Finline go. Who's you know a guy was undrafted. Mm-hmm. He's from he's from Arizona. He went to Chaparral High School, uh, but he played a strong, solid eight years. He was more of a quarterback, wasn't it? It was the pieces around him in the beginning and early in his career. The pieces around him. Mm-hmm. Lyle got into the offense and and, and made it work offensive line wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with guys lesser talent. So now we look at the Cardinals trying to build their offensive line by uh, signing uh, Mike uh, Lapati yeah. to that five year deal. Yeah. But Lyle may, might have been expendable, and his contract might have been kind of like the Darnell Darkest, where we don't want to give you just $10 million for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a guarantee to that's, that's you may have to get next year. So right. um, that's unfortunate because Lyle was one of the good guys. Yeah, and I think as the Cardinals, you got to go for some big-time back. I don't know if – because from what I heard, Arizona has the best doctors in the world. <laughs> they take care of you know, older athletes. So going after Adrian Peterson, I mean, Arizona's – Probably not a bad fit for him. I mean, he he know he'll be taken care of, you know, by doctors and trainers. But at the same time, 
you know, you got to bring in a big time back competing against San Francisco's, uh, Seattle's defense, and now the Rams' defense. Well, I think they're arguably probably the best defense in the NFL now. With free agency come the way free agency just went through. Now you got to go. You, you got to catch up. So you got to bring in. I think now a big time back and right. AP. If you go, you got the money for it now. Now you got to go re- reach it. You got to go take it. Guess where your boy signed? Uh, Tay Gann Jr. Guess where he signed to? I heard he went back to Carolina. Is that not true? Hello. Yeah, I thought he signed back to Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He signed okay. back to Carolina. Um, he he shouldn't have left there anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But, Maybe it's a motivational thing for him, or mm-hmm. getting back to. Because he, I, he didn't do anything for Carlos. I no. thought he was going to have a, I thought he was a missing <laughs> piece. So I thought he was going to be the third receiver, and then he was going to be dynamic on uh, punt return. Right. It's not a, not, it ain't a kickoff, but not, that wasn't even the case at all. Nope, they're not missing much. And hopefully uh, I'm, I'm ready to see uh, the Honey Badger really step up this season as well because I think it's yeah. his time to shine now. He's been talking a lot in social media. So, But – we uh, got to get out of here. It's Friday. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. Uh, enjoy it. Live it up. We'll be, we will be back Monday live in studio. You listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Dear me, Lashay, Kwame Lasseter, and we'll see you Monday. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.